Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once again, we are playing as Sir Crokington, the, the, who's currently a toad, because of events. And we popped pop right back, back down to the village of Hawklaw, where we where our adventures began, and many other adventures have had been had. But anyhow, the something things are settling in in Fogbur. The steward is is still looking at the wit of Omdwell and finding all sorts of secrets. But it seems that the events that have happened there. Of course, something to happen here. Perhaps the the connection isn't exactly linear, but it's associated. Anyway, you finished that adventure, and this one was unlocked. Anyway, so this is called the Faces in the Mirror, on a well-travelled road east of Hawklaw. Let us begin. And so begins the Faces in the Mirror. The serenity of a bright afternoon stroll along one of the more well-travelled roads east of Hawklaw is suddenly shattered by the blood-chilling sound of terrified screams to the west with your heart pounding. You spring in the direction of the screams, prepared to rush to the aid of whoever's desperate, fearless cries still rising into the air. As you bound over the top of a small wise, your eyes fall upon a strange and unsettling sight. Standing in the middle of the road, less than 20 yards, yard, 25 yards from you, is a tall, bulky man, doing his best to shield two small children pressed to the side of his legs. It's what the man is staring at that immediately draws your attention. At the southern end of the road, undulating out of the forest towards the... The threesome is a massive, undulating wave of grey slime. Alright, this looks like my sort of business. The man appears to be urging his children to flee. Both the boy and the girl seem to be paralysed with fear. Realising that without a timely intervention, the voracious slime will soon claim its next meal, you charge along the road, attempting to place yourself between the mindless creature and its terrified prey. Yes. Okay, now, as you, as you rapidly draw towards the group of three, you begin shouting them, shouting, urging them to flee lest along the road. Much to your relief, the venement, your venement, repeated pleas are not in vain. Perhaps stirred to action by the sound of a new voice, the two, two children suddenly turn and bolt in the direction of folklore. The man glances at you for a moment and follows at the heed of the fleeing youngsters. At a moment's notice, the massive wave of grey slime turns and surges towards you. As I intended, it's better for it to go at, you know, someone with 322 SP who won't die in a single hit. And, you know, also has 322 MR 
so it can kill it. And 92 Neville Reserve for other things. With no desire to allow this dangerous creature to continue to roam so close to the village, you hold your ground and prepare to engage the surging wave of grey slime. This is a wave of grey slime. The wave of grey slime surges forward and attacks. And now it is slain. 5 XP. The wave of grey slime recoils and the strange creature begins to dissolve. You're about to step forward and strike the slime a fatal blow to ensure its demise when the dissolving grey mass suddenly divides. You now find yourself facing two grey slimes. Well, alright, alright, just twice as much to step. The grey slimes surge forward and attack. Looks like they've got more health this time. Oh, they did a special. I didn't read it. Oh, the opponent's attack has encased your head in slime. Oh no, not my head. I need that for putting the food in. That was 17 damage for the head, head encasing. But apparently it's not encased anymore. It's slipped off because Sir Crocanton is a very slippy person thing. It is slain. 8 XP. The two grey slimes recoil and the strange creatures begin to resolve. Since you got more XP, that means it must have been a tougher foe. Because that's a because the stronger the foe, the more bonus difficulty experience you get. Alright. This begins to dissolve. You're about to step forward and strike each of the slimes a final blow to ensure their demises when the dissolving slime suddenly divides. You now find yourself facing four grey slimes. Alright then. How many times are you going to divide? Is this your final time? They surge forward and attack. And now because there's more of them, they have even more health. They just encased something, but they fell off before I was quite sure what it was. Alright, and slain. Nine XP. The grey slimes were coiled and the strange creatures begin to dissolve. You're about to step forward and strike each of the slimes a final blow to ensure their demises when the dissolving grey slimes suddenly divide. You now find yourself facing eight grey slimes. Eight grey slimes now! Oh my. The eight grey slimes surge forward and attack. I stab at them. Maybe stabbing's not the best thing to do with to do with a slime, but I'm not gonna tell it if you don't. Yeah. You the the opponent's attack has encased your encased one of your legs in slime. Alright, and so keep going, keep going, keep going. Searches forward and attacks. It's encased my head again. And opponents, in this case, something in slime. Didn't read what? 10 XP. The grey slimes recall and strange creatures begin to dissolve. 384 experience to general. You're about to step forward and strike each of the slimes a final blow to ensure the demises when the dissolving grey masses suddenly transform into a mirror-like puddle of silver water. With your every sense alert, you edge up to the puddle 
and peer down at its placid, reflective surface. Not a single whipple disturb, disturbs the thin silver puddle. As you stare down at the mirror-like surface of the water, you marvel at the clarity of your own reflection. Suddenly, the image staring back, back at you from out of the shallow puddle fades, only to be swiftly replaced by the glowering, wound-emblazoned face of an ogre. Your pulse quickens as you immediately recognise the hideous face staring up at you as for the surface of the puddle to be that of Woundskin. Woundskin's face suddenly fades, only to be replaced by a new and equally unnerving image. You watch with growing, de- growing de- dread as the image of Castle Balewood takes form on the surface of the silver puddle. Suddenly, the vice, the mighty fortress crumbles, leaving only a massive, smouldering pile of stone and timber. Around the edges of the towering heap appear a vast swarm of Oterok, moving in formation. Wait, Woundskin has Oterok now? Or will have Oterok? Or intends to have Oterok? Or had Oterok and will have them again? Does that mean it, how much of it was Coratel? At the front of the sinister legion, his slight frame, frame wrapped in a torn black cloak, and his drawn face, and his drawn face betraying what could only be hopeless weariness, strides a bent, staff-bearing human. Is that Glenorus, perhaps? The army of Oturak at his heels draws to a blocked halt, and the man rises his gaze to meet your own. The fierce, wild look looks as a shudder through you. In a low, almost trembling voice, the frail man begins to speak. You know nothing! He hisses through cracked lips, his jaw trembling as he speaks. Do not again set foot in the wood. Our master has forbidden further meddling, though it pain me to be forced. Forced to effect your demise, you may rest assured, do I, that I will not hesitate to do precisely that. With that, the image of the cloaked, frail man, yes, it is Glenoras, vanishes. You can tell because there's a law book entry that links to him. Always handy, those. Even if just tell, so, reminding you, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> Vanishes, and you find yourself once again staring down at your own reflection on the surface of the shallow silver puddle. In a matter of moments, the silver puddle dissolves, leaving behind nothing that serves to indicate it was ever present. Unnerved by the strange, unsettling images you've just witnessed, as wary from the brutal ba- as wary from the bo- as wary from the brutal battle against the grey slimes, you quickly set off for Hawklaw, hoping that a flagon of Pilipipor's finest will help, at least temporarily, to put the troubling incident out of mind. And that finishes the faces in the mirror 
for 1024 experience to general. Alright, what's next? Alright, is there... The next adventure in the March of the Otoruk, which is the name for this entire saga, which begins with the attack on Ashley and just goes all over the place, apparently. Which has gone to... We've started... We've been in Trithic, we've been... We've been to Hawklaw, and now we're going to... To do the Horseman, which is the next adventure, that's in Mugspool. Now, since we're since we're only twelve minutes in, we'll do the next one. Now, I played this on another account a few weeks ago, so I remember a bit of it, but not all of it. Anyway, to Mugspool, the other trade city on the with the Twind. Well, not quite as criminal. Mugspur is growing with a port that sprawls along the banks of Wither Twind. In barely two generations, it has grown from a scattering of settlements into a small city. The city is controlled by a powerful and rivalous merchant influences, each seeking to profit from the bustling commerce that Mugspur has attracted in recent years. A federation of the city's larger merchants, known as the Wither Guild, wields great power throughout the region, overseeing and profiting from nearly all the commerce that passes along the Wither. Alright, let us begin with the Hawkland. Dwalodir, his tunic soaked with blood, turns and shouts a warning to you. In that instant, you realise, with a mix of horror and admiration, the young knight is about to... About to what? I guess we'll find out. I've just saved. So if we fail anything, we'll be able to pop right back. The horseman. Let us begin. For two gruelling days, you doggedly trailed the four riders through the rugged country, west of Lake Orion, Iron Wayne, in northwest Tysa, at your side perhaps even more determined than you to apprehend the vicious band of brigands, was a young Huizolian knight named Dralodir. Having received the permission of the crown to pursue the outlaws into Tysa, Dralodir has valiantly kept the dangerous crew on the one, managing to catch them near, near both Talonus and Trithic. It was early one morning, on the road east of Mugspool, that you first met the young knight by the order of the young knight of the order of the blue blade, when you learned that he has long been in pursuit of the four murderous brigands, those flight from justice has taken him across Tysa, you eagerly pledged your assistance. The offer was well received. The pursuit proved longer and more difficult than you could ever have imagined. But not once did you entertain the thought of turning back, Dralladeer, whose steadfast determination is nothing short of remarkable, tells you more than once that he has vowed to pursue the four men to the end, at any cost, even that of his own life. 
The blood on their hands is not only that of prey fighting men, he says time and again, but that of women and children. They are men without conscience, Sir Crokington, and his hunters... This hunt has undoubtedly driven them to desperation. Unless we overtake them soon, I fear that innocent folk in some remote corner of this great land will have cruelty visited upon them. I would never forgive myself were that to happen. Three, lays, three days later, on the northern shores of Lake Ironwain, you picked up the trail of the brigands and followed it north and west into a rugged, desolate area of wilderness known to most as the Griffin Crags. In earlier, in the early afternoon, on the second day, day of your trek into the Griffin Crags, you discover the most recent evidence of the brigands' passing that you've encountered since departing from Rigsbrook. An hour past the past the ill-concealed evidence of the campfire, you climb along the back of a steep, boulder-strewn ridge. You catch your first glimpse of the four horsemen. If they can, they can get to the top of their wise, we're going to have trouble catching them, says Draladir, shielding his eyes as he watches the four black specks, black specks moving north towards a tall, tree-covered slope. I think if we skirt around that to the east, we might just catch them on the other side. What do you think, Sir Crokington? You estimate that the widest are perhaps a mile distant, and you completely agree with your companion's assessments. If they disappear over the top of that wise, maybe another day or two before you're able to pick up their trail, and who knows what they could do in that time. Now, anyway, I can also use the, my skill of woodsmanship Presumably to find a better route. Use woodsmanship. It succeeded. 16 XP to woodsmanship and 128 experience to general. After surveying the terrain that separates you from the four horsemen, you conclude that by widening to the west and passing along the edge of a small bog, you might easily overtake the outlaws before they reach the summit of the wise. You relate this to Dreladir, and the young knight, uh, and and the young, and the young knight nods. I guess this is a easier terrain to go across. Then that shall be our route, he says, rising up alongside and meeting you on the shoulder cross. I don't propose to foretell events, but it will certainly be an honour and a great bit of reassurance. To have you at my side when we catch up with them, Sir Crokington. With that, the two of you urge your steeds onward as you begin a desperate race to catch the fleeing brigands. The westerly route you've chosen, which skirts the edge of a small but treacherous mire, proves swift, and as the ground slips by beneath the thundering hooves of your steeds, you quickly realise you will likely catch up with the fleeing brigands. Oh, that's a good thing. 128 experience to general. On a broad, grassy expanse, less than a hundred yards from the top of the wise, you overtake the four horsemen. Bustling from a patch of forest on the eastern edge of the slope, your horses are near to exhaustion. You and Dreladrir, 
thundered towards the fleeing brigands, fully prepared to engage the vicious outlaws. The riders, obviously startled and unnerved by your unexpected appearance, abandoned their flight and turned their steeds about as they draw and brandished their cruel instruments of battle. As they approach, one of the horsemen takes the lead. The broad-shouldered, leather-clad man, his gloved hand wrapped around, wrapped around the hilt of his drawn sword, turns turns and barks a small, a stern command to the men following at his heels, ordering them to flee. I'll handle this lot, he says, turning about and regarding you and Jollo Deer with a fierce scowl. Don't think you'd still be, didn't think you'd still be after us, knight. Picked up a little company along the way, have you? As the three horsemen turn their steeds about and begin a rapid ascent, making for the top of the ridge, Jolladeer, annoying the lead leader, glances up at you. I'll round up the others, he whispers. I think you can handle this one well enough, Sir Croakytum. Take him alive, if possible. You nod. And with that, the young knight starts up the hill towards the other three men, leaving you to face the lone brigand, still riding slowly downhill towards you. He won't catch him, and he'll be a sorry soul if he does, scowls the lone rider, a deputy brandishing his sword as he draws closer. You're strangers to this chase. And I don't think you widely know the difficulties we've endured to make it this far. We're not surrendering now. There's nothing that will spare us on the noose. Not for what we've had to do. You turn about and scamper home, friend. Or you'll land on a bloody pile with that would-be hero of yours. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A sudden, fierce, almost wild look comes into the man's eyes and his entire body trembles, ever so slightly. The movement of his limbs seems to become somewhat rigid, almost as if his actions are no longer entirely his own. With a grim snarl and no further words, the horseman urges his rapid steed rapidly forward, his blade poised to deal you a deadly blow. This is a mounted brigand. We do not know his name, and honestly, we do not care to learn. We can... wait. Wait, I was told to take him alive, but I'm not even given the option. Uh, oh well. Uh, 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 oh well, I can't... I was told to take him alive, but there's no subdue option. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay three impossibly swift blows upon your enemy. Well, that sounds like four blows. Sorry about that. Twenty. That's twenty damage from that. I stab him. The horseman slashes at you with his sword. 
I stab him. I stab with my stabby stabber. And he is slain. Sorry about not taking you alive. Not an XP. Hunt 1024 experience to general. The brigand's lifeless body topples from the back of his horse and strikes the ground with a dull thud. His skittish tee turns and bolts to the east, towards a line of trees that edge the open expanse. Well, I hope you find someone nicer to, to ride on your back, horsey horse. Well, at least one of them didn't get away. The cry, accompanied by the pounding of hooves, turns your attention to the west, where you behold Drulladir riding swiftly in your direction, his sword drawn. As she draws up to you, he sheaths his blade, tells you he was unable to catch up with, with the three riders. Drulladir dismounts and examines the slain man's body for several minutes. He takes nothing, but does place the brigand's sword upon his chest and, and crossed the man's arms over it. Well, we didn't get all of them, he says, remounting his horse and staring up at the top of the rise. But the worst of them is no longer a threat to anyone. I don't suppose he offered to surrender? No, hardly thought so. Well done. Rodaladir rides forward and meets you in the shoulder cross. You're about to relate to him the strange transformation that came over the brigand when Dreladir suddenly rises his right hand and points to the far side of the grassy shelf. Your pulse quickens as you watch the young knight's eyes widen. Sir Crokington, look, he says. Your eyes instinctively dart in the direction of the Dreladir's outstretched hand when they fall upon a sight that fills you that fills you with dread. Moving out of the trees that line the western edge of the grassy expanse is an entire legion of Otrok. You count at least two dozen of the wood and iron minions of Coratel. But it's not the size of the advancing force that unnerves you. Now, hmm. Are they... Now, whether they're, they're actually the minions of Coratel? Hmm. I'm not entirely sure. You've come to the immediate and horrifying realisation. This is the first time, save for your initial encounter with them in Ashlar, that you found them anywhere outside the borders of Fogbois. As Dreladir draws his sword and flashes you a mystified glance, you quickly explain to him the nature of the fearless, silent enemy now crossing the grassy divide. He grimly nods and turns to face them. We've been lord here, perhaps indirectly, but lord beyond any doubt. Ah, oh, that explains why the the bandit looked like he was being puppeted, he says flatly, his words echoing the very thought now foremost in your mind. Then, his eyes widen for his second time, he turns to the east. Your gaze is already fixed in that direction. Stepping silently from the undergrowth at the edge of the tree line is another large group of Otoruk. The sinister, magical creations stride through the grass as they close in on you. What, more Otorok? I think this is more Otorok than I can handle. Surrounded by perhaps three dozen Otorok, you quickly discuss your tactics with Draladrir. The young knight agrees that the best opportunity to victory 
is to position yourself at the head of the shelf to the north, where the open terrain narrows, making it possible for more than a few of the sinister beings to engage you at once. With no time to spare, the two of you ride uphill to the north. The army of Oterok steadfastly pursues you, advancing swiftly and silently in your wake. Hmm. I guess I could outrun them on a horse, but the horse would get tired eventually. Oterok, don't get tired. Ever. They just keep coming. Until you or them are dead. Advancing swiftly and silently in your wake. When you reach the appointed spot, you turn your steeds about and prepare to engage. Legion, it would be an honour to die fighting by your side. Says Daladir, never taking his eyes off the first line of the encroaching enemy. But I think that sentiment might be a bit hasty. After all, we've got all the advantage, and honestly, we're going to need it. Fighting from the saddle, side by side with the young knight Jaladir, you prepare to face the advancing legion of Oterok, as the first of the silent, sinister minions of Coratel, or maybe someone else, maybe Woundskin, draw to within melee range, Jaladir sounds a fierce battle cry, as he rides forth to, place, to face the pressing tide. You quickly follow suit. Otruk, one of 27! Is that just my Otruks? And he's got his own Otruks? Blimey, that's a lot of Otruks. Begin combat. Alright, uh, he swipes you with his iron-tipped wooden limbs. The Otruk strikes you with a staggering blow. Your body and spirit hope to avoid being stunned. It's, I know that I am stunned this round. Can't do anything in the next round. Umdral's oaken wad suddenly emits a blazing green glow. The Ultrarock is stunned. It has now adapted its combat tactics. But I don't think that's going to help it much, since it is stunned. For just one round. Okay, you know what? Time to equip, equip Umdral's Oaken Ward. I mean, you can still get stunning without it, but it's definitely helpful. Yotruk crumbles into a heap of splintered wood and twisted metal on the ground below. You quickly turn in the saddle, only to find yourself confronted by another of the sinister wood and iron beings. With Draladir only a dozen yards to your left, fighting valiantly against a surging horde of Otruk. You bravely engage the next of your fearless foes. I'm guessing there's like a rock or... There's something in between us, which means we've both got one line of Oterok. Alright, begin combat. I swing the wad at the enemy. It's adapted his combat tactics. It's an 8+, plus, which is nice and easy. Okay, after this, I'm going to be quick combating them. Because pretty much all Oterok fights are the same. The Oterok crumbles into, into a heap of splintered wood and twisted metal on the ground below. You quickly turn in your saddle, only to find yourself confronted by another of the sinister wood and iron beings. With Dalodir only a dozen yards to the left, 
Fighting valiantly against a surging horde of Otorok, he bravely engaged the next two fearless foes. Quick combat number three. That's number nine. Now number four. Number five. Take a bit of time to heal up. Number six. This is going to take a while. Number seven. All right, am I... Are they going to run out of Otuak first, or am I going to run out of Neville Reserve? Number eight. Oh, that was very damaging, that one, because it's scaled to 11 plus. Which is always a bit awkward. Because that means it does, on average, on normal rounds, slightly more damage than I do it. Or very close to it. Number nine. Number nine, number nine, number ten. It is slain once more. Another nine experience for defeating it. Oh, I, th I think I might just. I think from my Neville Reserve now, it looks like they'll run out of Otoruk before I run out of Neville Reserve. Unless, of course, any more Otoruk turn up. Or they do something else. Number 11. Suddenly. A sudden and sharp cry from your left causes you to whip your head in the direction of your brave companion. You spot Drolladeer's riderless horse, and, Im and immediately your heart, heart sinks. The much to surprise and relief. The young knight rises out of the mist of a surge mist of a surging throng of Otrok, the blade of his sword glinting as he valiantly slashes out at his fearless enemies. In the next instance, your eyes are drawn to the foot of the grassy shelf, where, much to your dismay, you spot another group of Otrok, larger yet than the one, the one now assailing your position, moving swiftly towards about this, this. This is too many Otrok! Too many! There's too many Otorok. There's too many of them. Too many. I don't think I'm going to handle them all. And I'm ridiculously powerful. I mean, something's going to have to turn up. Otherwise, I'm not going to die. Dwellerdeer, his tunic stroked with blood. Soaked with blood. Turns and shouts a warning to you. In an instant, you realise, with a mix of horror and admiration... The young knight is about to fulfil one of the oaths he swore when he was initiated into the Order of Blue Blades. Save yourself, Sir Croakington, he cries, holding up his le clenched left hand. A bright blue glow animates from his mailed fist. Wide out of here! Wide! Jaladir, still swinging his blade, repeats his demand, crying for you to flee at once. It goes against your every insect to leave him. You realise it is too late to save the young knight. To prevent the deadly spell he's about to unleash. Crying out in anger and frustration. You urge your horse into a gallop. Charging to the west in a desperate bid to distance yourself from the fight. As you stride away. You whisk a, gl you whisk a glance back over your shoulder only to be momentarily blinded by a dazzling flash of a shore light.
seconds later, when you've slowed your thundering steed to a halt and your sight has returned, you stare wide-eyed back across the sloping expanse to the east. No being, living or otherwise, stands or stirs on the grassy snow shelf. All right. All right, Dweller dear, you're definitely going to ultra heaven. With your heart pounding and your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you ride slowly back across the grassy expanse towards the scene of the battle. Strewn across the field, unmoving but unmarred by marks of violence, lies the entire Otoark Legion. At the top of the sloping shelf to the north, you come upon the body of Dweladir. The young knight lies on his back in the knee-high grass, his eyes closed and his sword on the ground at his side. So, the victim of the very magic he unleashed on his relentless foes. You promptly dismount and move to the young man's side. After bidding a silent farewell to the fallen knight, Though selfless act very likely saved your life. Yeah, I think it did. You place his sword on his chest and carefully fold his arms across the engraved blade. As you move, as you, as you prepare to climb back into the saddle, you're startled by, by movement in the direction of Dwaladir's lifeless body. You stare down at the young knight's corpse and a shock to discover his face is twitching. Dwaladir's eyes suddenly spring open, and the young knight knocks his steely gaze upon you. Shock turns to horror as a fierce, sinister voice looks past his, across his bloodied face. A low, wavering voice issues forth from beneath his unmoving lips. It is a voice you heard before. It is... Glenoras. The forest cannot contain the might of our army or the will of our master, says the voice, growing louder with each voice spoken. As undeserving as you are, it has been decreed you will be given a final chance to mend your tiresome, insolent ways, and in doing so, step back, step back from the brink of utter ruin on which you now teeter. The voice fades, and Dweladir's eyes slowly close. You wait for nearly a minute, expecting the voice to sound again. But it does not. With your mind still wheeling, you bid a silent farewell to the fallen knight, before mounting your steed, and staring down, and starting down out of the hills. You trek... You trek out of the hills, proceeding without incident. After rounding the northern edge of Lake Irwine, retracing the very path you previously took with Valadir, you begin a steady journey southward towards Migsbrook. This time, the journey is a lonely one. During your ride, your thoughts are plagued not only with the unnerving prospect that Otorok are now able to venture beyond the boundaries of Fogborough, 
but that the deadly creations of Koratel seem to be under control of what may prove to be a far more sinister, that being Woundskin, entity. When at last Migstor looms into view, you are happy to shut out such dreadful notions as you prepare to enter the city. Passing through the gates of the burgeoning Witherport, beneath a cloudy late afternoon sky, you vow you will send word to the Order of Blue of the Blue Blade in Warsaw, informing the young man, informing the young knight's brothers in arms of his passing, and relating to them the valour of his last stand. Not far along the city's main thoroughfare, your thoughts return to the present, as you and several other reasoned arrivals find yourself thronged by a large, aggressive group of beggars. As a pair of guardsmen moves over to disperse the undesirable lot, you urge your horse through the remains of the crowd, continue along the street. Your eyes peel for the first tavern within the adjoining stable. And that is the end of the horseman adventure. And it gets me 1,024 experience to general and 128 experience to all skills and powers. Alright, there is things that happen now. Something has gone down in the village of Hawklaw, apparently. But that will that will wait for a bit later. Not not tomorrow, I think, because tomorrow is Halloween. I think we want to do a nice spooky adventure for that, or at least start off start a spooky adventure. And I think a good one to do is Untold Heaps of Bone, which is also a Mugsport coincidence. Conveniently enough, so might as well do it. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.